Okay, and welcome. Sorry, party. We're going to talk about stuff. It's it's now November. Spooky time is over. No more That's spooks. So sad, yeah. No more spooks. But We're we already coming in. up with ideas to watch for next Halloween. We Spooky got, time. We got plenty of spooks in. Uh, I, I could have done Adam's Family. Or play. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of spooks. You, so had, you had three whole episodes, and you squandered two of them on crap. What? Yeah, so it was the old, this old dark house. What else? The uh, old dark house. And, um... Uh, it wasn't good stuff. The, you did Frankenstein, which is a good choice. Little kids. Uh, Monster or, Squad? No, where he's chasing the little kids. Uh, it? No. You watched it, you <laughs> I dummy. I know, yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't remember what I watched um, like a month ago. The one with the preacher chasing the kids. Oh, Night of the Hunter. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was not terrible. It was not so this, great. This week we watched uh, Spaghetti Western. What'd you think? We watched... I thought it was a Spaghetti Western. We watched... Uh, Fistful of Dollars with have, a very young Clint Eastwood. Have you seen any of the other of these movies? No, I've not. Really? So we can I'm, make a whole I'm, trilogy. I am new on Spaghetti Westerns. There's only three of these movies. But, Sergio Leone did not direct a lot of movies. But I have seen Yojimbo and Sanjuro, so I kind of knew everything that was happening. It is a pretty direct movie. rip, yeah. I haven't seen Yojimbo. Like, I saw it like once and like... I've rented on video blockbuster like 1991. So I remember, is it Toshiro Mifune? Yes. Okay, yeah. He is essentially, if you've seen this movie, then we just, there's not much to talk about. If you've about seen then. this movie, you should have seen Yojimbo. Except like the families, like, the, oh, we, okay, we should talk about this movie, then we'll talk about comparisons to Yojimbo so later. But the opening yeah. credits is weird rotoscoling, like cardboard cutout. Welcome to all three. Credits. That this is yeah. This part for the course. Uh, In fact, actually, the style is just developing. Gets more ridiculous as this, tons this of, trilogy goes tons on. Tons of spoilers. I saw a guy in a sombrero get shot in the, the credits, and it was obviously taken from the movie. Yeah. So I knew some dude in a sombrero was going to get shot. I, I was like, that, yeah. spoilers, you assholes. Um, uh, so we get the opening scene. Uh, yeah, very very distinct music in this. Uh, we get an opening scene with Clint Eastwood, who is probably only what like. 25 30 he's a young motherfucker but he still looks like he's 82 somehow he's a tall drink of water he's like a lanky <laughs> motherfucker let's see clint eastwood so speaking of drinking of water he strolls up to a well and oh is, yeah is supping on some water and sees a little kid run out of the house to another house crying for mama or something and then a bunch of goons come out kicking the kid and beating up his father he was 34 Wow, that's this movie was, was made in 1964. He, he was born in 1930. Shit, okay. Wow, that's all everyone was expecting. Yeah. Well, that would explain his grizzled looks. He must have high metabolism. Must be. Oof. So we watched that happen. Yeah. And then he rides into town, and a bunch of, like, cowboys straight out of fucking blazing saddles with <laughs> sashes tied around their neck looking absolutely silly as f they look like they stepped out of a recording of oklahoma mm-hmm. yeah these do not look like threatening cowboys at all but they they shoot at the the ground Although under his... for the time like we're all cowboys we're all just like super like clean cut even the bad guys were just like clean cut dudes who just happen to wear a black hat instead of a white hat i guess like they yeah. were that was pretty gritty i mean they're a little they're not Except good guys all the, the mexicans look Dirty and grimy. Why couldn't the Cowboys well, have like that? A too? lot of the Mexicans are just Italians and brown face. Oh yeah, for sure. So that doesn't like yeah. No, they all kind of look like greasy and sweaty in a weird way. That's so, not like what they were no. even intending. Um, yeah. So they shoot at his mule's feet and he, well, not mule. He calls it a mule. Yeah. But his horse's feet and the horse runs off and he hops off and goes into a tavern where we meet. Some well, I forget his name, Tavern Dude. Yeah, I did not record the names. Yeah, yeah I didn't. Again, this is I another movie I them, saw but... once back in the day, and I fell asleep as soon as like the political machinations <laughs> between the two families Perfect. start. And even with this, I was like, I'm not, I'm losing track. What's going on? Like, but he I don't goes know, into no, his tavern, and like, there's nobody in it. Yeah, it's a ghost he's town. Like, I can't pay you. I don't got no money. And yeah. Or the the tavern guy's like, I know you don't have money, but. Here's some food anyway. Yeah. Uh, you should probably... Because he pretty much says that no one ever comes to yeah. this town, so I know you, you should... can't be like, yeah. You should probably leave before you get killed. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to go up on a balcony and look at the town with a better view. So they both go up on a balcony, and he looks at one side of the town. He's like, who's that? And he's like, those are the Rojos. They are... They're the booze guys, They're the right? bandits. Yeah. yeah. Bandits and booze and all that. This well, each family, and... each family who's vying for control of the town has a specialty. Yeah, because yeah, the one, it's the Rose, I think, are in the booze. Yeah, and, and those, those are yeah. the Baxters, 
who and they do this and that and the they're other. gun smugglers um, i think yeah, yeah. oh because i think the idea is they get the guns cheap and they bring them back mm, and they sell resell them yeah. to the indians and make a so, profit so uh, they're also known as not in this movie a whole lot the baxters yeah no yeah, yeah uh, they're kind of they, yeah they're kind of wasted like the um, boss shows up twice and yeah yeah well they get fucked up in this movie yeah baxters so, man oh also <laughs> When you see like the the hottie quote unquote of the like in the beginning shot when she's looking outside at like her son and Clint Eastwood, she has a ton of eye makeup on for the old west. She's got like it looks like somebody sixties Italy soot on her (laughs) her eyeballs. Yeah, because it's very distinctly like sixties. Like yeah, she looks like something out of a fucking uh, Fellini movie. Yeah. So so then we're gonna call him the stranger because i'm that's what he's known I forget, as someone on, on the, the tavern guy takes to calling him joe but i can't yeah. remember if he actually says i mean really is the kid it's the man with no name yeah, but yeah he's also just like the stranger yeah, whatever it's the dude like, Clint, i just call him eastwood yeah well eastwood yeah. works so the stranger and oh, i'll just go to the stranger, uh gets his an, an idea in his head to do some stuff so he's like well he's, he's so pissed because his his mule thought they were laughing at him. Yeah. Well, he goes outside to the Baxters, and uh, he walks past the. Um, we meet a little bit earlier. He opened the the tavern dude opens a window and just the the more the uh, uh, grave guy, coffin maker. Yeah, the coffin maker is outside, just outside this window, just making a coffin, perfectly framed, a pie. He's got his <laughs> workshop rolled practically in like a fucking zoo display. Yeah. Hitched to the yeah to to the taverns like uh, going uh, windows. He's like he makes so many coffins he doesn't have to measure anymore. He can just look at you and make you a coffin. Yeah, because so many people die in this town. So as oh, if everyone's dying in this town, who's paying for all these coffins? Well, I guess it's if everyone is dying in the town, it's just the two families. You just take whatever. As long as the bosses are alive. Yeah. So uh, Eastwood goes outside and walks past the coffin maker who's not by the window anymore for some reason. Yeah. But he walks past him and says, "Get ready for three coffins," and. Goes up to the Baxter boys and like, I think you fellas should apologize. See, you spooked my mule, and well, that that doesn't bother me, but my the mule. Face you're making to do the voice, pretty pretty music. My mule, he uh, he didn't know you were just joking around. And then there's a bunch of squinty close-ups, uh-huh. and pachoo pachoo pachoo. He he shoots all the dude four guys, and they all die. And the leader of the Baxter head comes out and like, don't go to jail for this. I'm the sheriff. He's like, what's he say? He says something like, uh... I forget. I thought he was going to say something like, well, this town needs a new sheriff or something like that. But he's just like, man, nah, 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 yeah, I killed like, you guys. I'm going to go to sleep now. Something yeah, like that. Something like, yeah, nonchalant. <laughs> and then walks past... The back. movie's got a little bit wittier as they go, but not much. It's still <laughs> like, yeah. He walks past the, the coffin dude and is like, my mistake, four. Because he shot four guys hey, and three. He killed more people than What's he did. Not, 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 I'll get into something else later. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> So he goes uh, over to the Rojos because he gets skills come to the Baxters, and they're kind of. It's implied they're kind of not. They don't get along, even though they don't really show any reason that the Rojos and the Baxters don't get along. It's kind of a tenuous. Like, well, yeah, they're both they competing for the other, like, yeah, who's in charge of the town? Well, even like, Eastwood even gives a little speech about how like two bosses for one town is too much. Yeah, like each town has a boss, and that's like, yeah, that never. So works he goes out over well the Rojos competition. And is like, I'm I'm a root and toot and shooter. You. Give me some money and I'll I'll work for you. And I'm like, well, we saw you were super quick with the gun guns, so we give you a hundred gold pieces and you can work for us. You can stay here, in this room right here, which some some big galoot who I can't tell if they were trying to make him look Spaniard or not, or if he's just a white dude that happens to be on their big side. Big Sancho Panza looking guy, yeah. He almost looks Samoan with, but yeah, so. He gets his uh, in the end, though. Yeah, though. Well, yeah. yeah. It's one of the best moments <laughs> in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, he is n- nowhere near as awesome as the giant dude in Yojimbo, though. Yeah. The guy that actually has, like, giganticism. I totally forgot about that, yeah. Oh, uh, that, yeah, that guy's awesome. But anyway, so they're like, you can stay in this room. Uh, all of the, like, people who work for us stay in this area. And uh, the stranger overhears the Rojo's boss who is he the father or is it three brothers it's three brothers okay, yeah. so the oldest brother talking to one of his younger brothers basically like why'd you hire the americano even though they have americanos on their team already yeah yeah i know <laughs> it's still yeah. but it's like why'd you fi- hire him you can just just shoot him in the back and he's like yeah but what if what if your hand trembles when you're about to shoot him what if you miss 
Then what? Is this thing also brings up the yeah. fact that the uh, American cavalry is supposed to be coming through town sometime yeah. soon, and so they're worried about like killing an Americano is going to like yeah. lead to questions. And they still, even though like there's this war going on for the soul of this town, they still want to try to keep it on the down low from the outside looking in, just so like there's no questions or like yeah, the military doesn't get involved. Yeah, or anything. So although they don't have no problem stealing like a fucking cavalry bunch of like fucking gold later yeah, on, but like fuck yeah. Fuck. Um, so, uh, but Eastwood hears them talking about this, and uh, it's basically. He's one brother to the younger brothers. Like, go say hello to the Americano. So he goes up there and he's like, "Where are you going?" Because Eastwood's putting on his shit. And he's like, yeah. "I'm leaving." And he's like, "But all everybody who works for us stays here." And he's like, "I don't much like your boy's company." And so he goes to stay at the tavern with the the tavern old tavern dude uh to stay there rather than maybe get shot in the yeah, back he essentially the makes night. three friends in this town it's tavern dude coffin maker and bell ringer yeah he, oh yes and yeah he, while he was writing the town there was a bell ringer walking up beside him just talking nonsense yeah, basically. Like, he shows up twice in the movie yeah it really just bookends the whole thing yeah, yeah. he's just there to be a crazy is he he then... pretty much does the whole thing don't ask who the bell tolls bold uh, the bell tolls for you or is that kind of like Somewhere, like yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, so then the cavalry arrives in town and there's a stagecoach and everybody wants to know what's in the stagecoach, what's in the stagecoach. And it turned out it was Gwyneth Paltrow's head. I thought it was just a bunch of amiibos. Oh. $90 villager amiibos at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, wow. Kind of kicked a table over. Um, Anyway. So, uh, no, it was a bunch of amiibos of Gwyneth Paltrow's head. That's extra rare. That's like <laughs> super rare. Figure out Japan would knock something like that out, but like shit, one man, gold fucked. one, one gold one. It was it's that one. They only made like five of those. Very it's rare. It's just amiibo. a peach head, just cut off. It's uh, pretty no, gold. But, uh, the, stranger, but yeah. the stranger's like, I want, I want to know what's in that stagecoach. And he's like, Is it the American Gallery too that time? Because they, they're dressed like French foreign legion sure. guys. I'm not sure. Yeah, but he's he's like, well, go. I reckon if you try to look in the stagecoach and somebody shoots at you, it's pretty it's actually important. one of my favorite scenes. That like, yeah. So he kind of just moseys up. Really does just kind of walk up and go looks at like, a, a horse in the eyeball, like inspecting it to get a guard to kind of Eastwood's version of being nonchalant, yeah. And kind of pokes his head into the stagecoach to meet the the barrel of a shotgun. Yeah. And the guy is it one of the brothers in the stagecoach or is it just some it's random? It's just hairy another dude? someone Italian guy in brown face, so it's just kind of like grand. Yeah. It's hard to tell who what's yeah, what. Like looking for something, amigo, and he's like. He does a great this thing where he pulls back and like he like scratches his nose. He's like, no, I was just kind of like, I don't know, I was just, like, just standing yeah, here. Yeah, I was just, like, I was just... <laughs> and he wanders off. Uh, so then the cavalry leaves town uh, and the stranger's like, let's go follow them. So is there any reason that they want to follow? They want, oh, the stagecoach is like leaving in a hurry or something. Yeah, and something like he's that. He's like, yeah. it's a little weird the way they're leaving. So he wants to follow and go see what why they're going the way they're going or whatever. So him and the um the tavern keeper the, the tavern keeper yeah. follow them out there and witness they're meeting whom? The, I can't an, remember. A different type of cavalry? I think somebody it's, in blue. It's well that would suggest that the northerners. Yeah. And but like the, Is it the Mexican cavalry and the American cavalry then? I would imagine so. Because so even they, later on he mentioned something about how and when the Mexican and American cavalrys get together, you don't want to be stuck in the middle of that. So I'm assuming, yeah, it must be the Mexican mm. cavalry, which okay. which makes sense because they are in Mexico, and the American cavalry shouldn't really be like shouldn't have that much more presence yeah. in Mex- Mexico. At least I don't know. So yeah, yeah. it probably is. So you know. so they well, especially yeah, if you've got the guys in brown face in the cavalry, that makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. Mexican cavalry. So so they so they walk up, uh, get a, a treasure chest of gold out of the stagecoach that was in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, put it down on the ground, and then uh, the uh, caravan that the other cavalry that just showed up, they were wearing blue, call them blue dudes, <laughs> um, pops open, and there's a guy with a Gatling gun in there, and he... this is the worst cavalry I've ever seen. They don't even try to shoot back once. And this goes just, on for five minutes. This guy just drilling everyone. Just, it's a good thing they're wearing brown, because they all just poop their pants Multiple and guys just run. Just just Drop kind their weapons of, and try to run up a hill right in front gently, of this like, range of yeah, fire. It's just like, gently jog up a hill. They don't even try to get away. they're surprised when they get mowed down in the back by invisible bullets. They, they, they have to pretend, they all, oh, no. They all kind of act like they got shot in the butt, too. Yeah. They're like, like, oh, tighten up at their, their anus. And yeah. They just get absolutely decimated. Yeah, there's not even minutes. a gun fired back at them. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's... It, 
It's not a good fight. It's massacre. It's not. Yeah. It's not making the Mexican cavalry look very good. So yeah, you find out it's one of the brothers who somehow got his hands on all this. Well, yeah, they open up a different stagecoach, and there's a bunch of dead bodies in there. Oh, that's what. Presuming it is. Yeah, they wiped killed out every, the yeah. American cavalry. And yeah, these cavalrys are on, fucking useless. Yeah, all, yeah, put on their co- their their outfits, which should have had like blood stains and bullet holes in them if they killed a bunch of the cavalry. Yeah. But I digress. So um, they are like stage it to look like. Uh, they kill each other, so they start moving bodies around. And, yeah. and one guy kind of climbs on his horse and tries to ride across the river to get away, but he gets shot in the back, so he dead. Well, well, I guess it's to, I guess that's to show that they don't want to leave any survivors. Yeah. Well, especially so, yeah, because they like the like even the whole reason for ma- staging it to look like the two cavalrys wiped each other out is to yeah it doesn't you know you don't uh, rise suspicion from yeah. the outside world yeah. They so, got a good thing going on. They don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. So uh, they stage that. They take all the, the gold. Yeah, they take yeah. the gold. Eastwood and uh, the tavern keeper see that this has all happened, and going back to town. Uh, is that when they pass the cemetery and the find the two? two, two, two no, no, two. no. So uh, we meet Ramon, who is the guy on the Gatling gun, who is the. Uh, is he the oldest brother? Yeah, he's the oldest oldest brother, or is he, he's the most wicked brother? He's the he's, tall guy. Yeah, he's, he's kind of the evil, crazy yeah, leg. Like, he's, he's the sweatiest brother. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's definitely the sweatiest brother. Um, uh, so they they after this for some reason, uh, I guess because they don't want to raise suspicion of the town, they decide to this the brother that just showed up decides that they should make peace with the Baxters. So the town will kind of, like, it'll pass over. So oh, they yeah, invite right, the Baxters yeah. over to their place for a nice dinner, some some nice bisque, and uh, I'm going to have a nice soup, and some breadsticks, and they're going to get, they're going to sit down and they're going to talk about how, how peace should be. We should have some peace here. Let's get some peace. Uh, at least for a little while. At least for a little while we'll have a, yeah, yeah, a we'll have break. some peace. Uh, so that's when... Um, the stranger gets the idea to go grab two of the bodies yeah. before anybody shows up to investigate or whatever and uh, takes them to the cemetery, props them against a headstone to kind of still look alive and uh, to trick the... Uh, the uh, he starts a rumor. Uh, he goes to the Baxters, uh, sneaks into their building and... Yeah, he tells both families that, they're okay, someone's still alive from the, yeah. the massacre, right? He tell, yeah, he tells the Baxters about how there's... The, the Rojos stole some gold, and there's two witnesses to this, and if they can get the witnesses, basically they can have the whole army... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Wipe uh, out these wipe assholes. Wipe out these yeah. assholes. So uh, they give him 500 gold for the information. Uh, or $500, not 500 gold. $500 for... Not that it matters. For this information. <laughs> and then he goes over to the Rojos and says... Uh, there, there's a rumor that two guys survived and they're in the cemetery and they're going to talk so you might want to go kill them before that happens um, so then we get we get a shot of daylight that's kind of dark and it's supposed to be night that's well welcome for day for night in the 60s yeah, yeah they just kind they of just... put their hand over the top of the camera to put a shadow exactly, exactly yeah <laughs> you Especially since like this, they may be good for the first couple establishing shots, but then as the sequence goes on, you realize it's just like broad well, this noon. One, this one, because they bounce back and forth between the Rojo's uh, like base, where it's pitch black, Actually basically. dark, and then, yeah. Super dark, and then this daylight nighttime. Uh, the, the, These movies the never get much better about that either, yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, I mean, it could have been worse. 60, they could just put so. a blue filter over everything, yeah. but still, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I like that. I like I always forget how big money was back then. They mm-hmm. had them, a bunch of dollar, uh, like dollar bills, and they're oh, like big wads of money. Yeah, they're just gigantic. It's like handing someone like a paper towel. Yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, Here's some Charmin. It's super awesome. So while they're all the while both groups are uh, riding to the the cemetery, which should be the end of the story, because like yeah, he, the way he set it up, these two, they, 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 they yeah, other, they should yeah. wipe each other out. Yeah, uh, the stranger sneaks into the Rojo's place to f- try to look for the gold tapping on barrels with the butt of his gun because apparently somehow he just knew the money was going to be hid in, yeah. in one of the barrels. Although, um, I mean, they, if they are like the booze makers, it makes sense they would have, uh, have a bunch of empty... I don't know. I, I don't sense, know. Yeah. Uh, so he finds the gold and accidentally knocks off 
knocks out Marisol, who is the hot lady from the beginning of the movie, uh, and picks her up, and there's a shootout back and forth in the cemetery at the same time, and they eventually shoot the dead bodies that they think are still alive. Uh, the Rojos do. The Baxters are trying to get them alive, even though they don't know they're dead. Uh, so they're like, you can have him now! They're not much used to you. Dead man can't talk. Uh, and then they all ride back in town. And, like, somehow, at some point, they captured one of the Bax- the Baxter's son. Yeah. They don't show how that happened at all the last it's time. Just... Saw- the last time we saw the son, he was, like, right next I to his dad. I think this is the point where the logic for the movie starts to break down for me. And I kind of go, like, oh, yeah, something, something happens. At least we gets kicked out of town. Yeah. Because they figure out that it's he's like playing everyone against each other. It's like they wanted to copy Yojimbo, but didn't copy it well enough like they saw it once the theater took notes because it's not like you had vhs then you know it's not like you oh, just rent it and just transcribe everything this more than once because they copied it very well except for like the justification for like what what the whole plot turned they're missing the some is. holes but yeah but a lot um, of the stuff even some of the dialogue is like almost word for word the yeah. same we'll talk that's gonna be a thing later yeah, yeah. we'll talk about so uh so eastwood does get bounced out of town not yet well um, no he doesn't get bounced no, out of no, town he gets they, fucked well not yet well, no, but then he well, fuck this family. <laughs> so, so then uh, he takes uh, Marisol to the Baxters, and they arrange a, a trade between the Baxter son and Marisol. Uh, and this is while they're crossing. You know, they send yeah, each this out part where horse. I start tuning out. Yeah, <laughs> they send. Well, that's because a kid actor is introduced, really. Yeah. And this kid, I mean, is it the same kid that gets shot at the beginning as another yeah. kid? Okay, yeah. So uh, he is like, "Why can't I see her? Why can't I see her? I want to see her." Because Marisol turns out to be his mother. Yeah. Because so so the uh, Rojos are basically this. What is it? The middle brother? Or is it the oldest brother? There's the one oldest of the brother, skinny one. One of the brothers is obsessed with her and, yeah. and wants her for his own. There's the skinny one. There's the scraggly one. And there's like an older one. There's the oldest one with the, uh, 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 what's his name? Battlestar Galactica face. Um, <laughs> okay, that's self-explanatory. No, Battlestar yeah. Galactica face. Uh, pockmarks all over. Oh, um, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> what's his name? I'm about to like, look up and see exactly which brothers are here. But yeah, it's uh, brothers, yeah, the Rojos. Uh, there's yeah. the one, there's the obviously Italian one with a bunch of tanner on his face. Yeah. And there's the one that shoots his uh, uh, pump action. Okay. And always yeah. aims for the heart. And stuff like that. Uh, uh, so the kid runs out into the street and hugs his mother, and is very sad. And then the father runs out there, and they're all sad. And then one of the brother comes up and is about to shoot the father because I guess he told him to get out of town. And it's like, okay, you're gonna kidnap this lady and basically make her your sex slave. Why didn't you just kill her husband and the kid? Yeah, it's like, you're obviously keep a, them around. You're obviously a terrible asshole. Why not? I mean, what's the point here? Yeah. You have to pay for the food and their housing and everything. Like, yeah, this is and they like... Keep them, uh, they keep them in the house directly across from her. Like, they're li- literally living, like, 20 feet away from he her. Can read her he, she can read in bedtime stories just by yelling across the street. Sense. Yeah. But anyway, so then the innkeeper comes out when he's about to shoot... The brother is about to shoot the, the father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he's like, leave him alone. And then Eastwood comes out and just kind of backs him up. Uh, he's like, you get out of here. Your son and husband need to get home or something like that. I don't know why he turned. I don't know why he turned into Gary Busey all of a sudden. Uh, but um, Gary Busey is just Eastwood with, with fewer teeth. More teeth. What are you talking? You think that's a good teeth? point? Gary actually, Busey yeah. has teeth for days. Fucking uh, fucking fenced fence face. So then we get like nighttime at the Rojos and uh. Man, they... I really blocked all this milk part out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So and... I remember he helps the family escape. Yeah, that happens pretty soon. Yeah. So uh, uh, one I of the brothers is like, I'm leaving. Uh, drink up. Enjoy your life while I'm away. Uh, and uh, I don't remember if it's that guy or a different brother, but it's one that uses the pump action uh, rifle. Um, and he shoots a suit of armor and makes a little heart. Yeah. A little heart there after Clint Eastwood <laughs> shoots dick off. <laughs> uh, he shoots the codpiece off the armor. And then Eastwood's like, you are the man. Let's have fun tonight. Uh, and drinks and is carried up to his room, blind drunk and thrown on a bed. But 
There's a plot twist. He's not really drunk. Oh, no. He's, he splashes some water on his face and is now sober. So he sneaks out. Movie logic, yeah. He sneaks out of the compound and uh, goes to where they're keeping the wife. Uh, kicks the door open, shoots everybody inside, and then trashes the building to make it look like more than just one person trashed it. Yeah. Uh, to implicate the Baxters. Uh, he gives... What are the Baxters doing at this time? Are they still at the They're just the chilling in their house. Okay, yeah. Okay. We really don't see them again until the big, like... Until they get wiped out, yeah. yeah. So uh, then he gives the wife some money and is like, Get out of here! Yeah, you take this gold head for the border. And I, I do give this family... They're not nearly as annoying as the family in Yojimbo, mm-hmm. who, like, follow him around and keep bowing to him, like, throwing oh, okay, themselves like on the ground. Indebted to him and yeah, stuff, yeah. And he's like, get out of here, get out of here. Which, uh, the family is a little better that way. They're just like, all right, we're fucking, peace yeah, out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so. We're heading to Texas. Then we get, like, 20 minutes of horse riding. Mm-hmm, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot Again, of horse Again, there's a reason why this whole part of the movie, I just got my eyes glazed yeah, over. Yeah, so then he gets back to the, the Rojo's base, where he's supposed to be passed on the bed, but they hit him because he had snuck out and they realized it was him that because the rojos had heard the gunfire and had rode out there and saw that she was gone yeah and they blah, put blah, two blah, and two blah. together yeah so they figure out that he was the one that did it not the baxters so they beat the living hell out of him uh and flimsy excuse not to kill him though it's like ah oh, he'll give us more information later if we just yeah. keep on beating him up and the well, one guy steps on his hand <laughs> yeah. yeah they they uh, yeah i mean man what you gonna do so uh, they beat him up and lock him in uh, their booze warehouse. Essentially their Donkey Kong factory. Yeah. And, uh, yeah that's, that, that's, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so he's locked up in there and they're like, you can beat him up. Just don't kill him mm-hmm. uh, or, or, or don't kill him, basically. It's their only stipulation. Yeah. We, need, we want him alive so he can tell us where Marisol is. Uh, so... The big guy that comes up to the door and is like, we can beat him up. And they open the door and walk inside and close the door behind him. And it's a fucking huge barrel. And it fucking rolls down. And the size of a Volkswagen <laughs> bug. Explodes. Presumably empty. I don't know how else Clint Eastwood would be moving a giant barrel yeah. around that big by himself with his busted Well, Donkey up. Kong was in there. That's, well, yeah, that's what it exactly looks like. It explodes. <laughs> it is fucking hilarious. It is one of the best scenes I've ever seen in any of these movies. And they're all like, bah! And yeah. kapow kabloom. <laughs> uh, and this whole time this movie's been happening, there's this flute flourish that keeps going. Yeah. They are obsessed with the flute flourish. That's, man, flute these movies flourish. are all about, like, weird, like, random, like, <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah. That movie yeah, that, any more cone was out of his fucking uh, so he wrote the music for the shit he's he um, busted up and basically can only crawl because he's yeah, so busted yeah I can't remember exactly up. how he really oh no so what happens he goes out he goes out the door and around a corner and hides there for a second yeah and, and a bunch of guys come in because they heard the commotion he goes back up to the door frame, lights a match, throws it in, and all the liquor that's in there yeah. catches on fire and whoof. And then the guys in the room spin around and pow, 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 shoot the fire because that's how you solve all your problems. Just shoot, <laughs> just shoot the fire. Um, so then begins a search for him on the compound. And I know we're going to talk about Yojumbo later, but I really preferred the Yojimbo version. I, if I had time, I would have watched that today. Uh, yeah. Because of the Yojimbo one, he's basically ca- crawling around underneath all these buildings because that's how Japanese yeah, they were buildings built on were built stills, like yeah. that. And there's a lot. It's a lot more. There's a lot more tension, and okay. you actually feel like he might get caught. And there's all these cool shadows that are passing over top of him, and feet okay. running around. And this, he's just kind of he just kind of crawls under a uh, a uh, a porch, and then behind a fence, and then sees the innkeeper getting beat up. Because, yeah, because they, the, yeah, the, the, because the, they think he's hiding. Yeah, him. the Rojos automatically assume that life, yeah. like, like the intaker's only buddy. <laughs> they punch him in the stomach. Are like, that's what you get for being his friend. It's like, man. Like even the even the brother can like you know, even comes across and like, yeah, I don't know. This it doesn't seem like he's lying, but let's still keep on being yeah. him up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you get for associating with with Americanos. Yeah. Uh, Where in reality he ends up uh, with the coffin maker. Yeah. Which I thought that was a great touch though. So so then the Rojos just assume the Baxters are hiding him yeah. in their well, it house. It does make sense. Cause because, if... yeah, where else is he going to go? Besides, he's either yeah. the innkeeper or the Baxters. He's going to hide from one, to one of them. Uh, so they go over there, and while they're headed over there, uh, 
you get a shot of the the, the coffin maker walking around and you hear hey hey and he's like looking around and he opens up a coffin and in the back of a carriage and uh eastwood is in there and he's like get me out of here and he's like you're not dead yet and he's like i will be if you don't get me out of here so uh they start to then you get the scene of the rojos outside and just they just set off a bunch of explosions in front of the Baxter's house that don't yeah, do anything. Yeah, they have a small, like, little cement, like, guardrail in front of their house, and they just kind of blow that up and yeah. use that as an excuse to bring in a bunch of more booze. And then they and... bring in a bunch of barrels, and the Baxter's just kind of... It's like they're I looking at the windows house... being like, what's going on out there? Should we go out there it and shoot at them? looks like no, they're trying just to kill hang us. Out inside. Like, oh no, man, Mad Men season finale's on tonight. <laughs> we can't, like, fucking go they out for this. They just hang out inside and wait for them to set up a bunch of barrels. Yeah, they just they go up to the front door, turn the sign so it says, sorry, we're closed. Yeah. They think that's going to end they're it. They're just going to yeah. hang out inside. So they put a bunch of barrels outside. I kind of wonder how the Baxter survived this long. Yeah. And then they light those on fire, and then the house goes on fire, and various people come out of the back of their house saying we surrender we surrender don't shoot pow 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 he's dead yeah, and the next guy comes out i surrender i surrender don't shoot me pow 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 he's dead and after the like 17th guy coming out and saying i surrender don't shoot me getting shot you think the next guy be like maybe i should go out the back door well the dead sheriff guy comes out and he's like well you're not gonna shoot me and then like of course yeah, he ends i'll up, leave like, town i'll do whatever and even you like want. her wife daughter pow, pow. whatever comes out and is like oh i hate you guys and they shoot her down it's just like you. yeah it's like do you guys not have a back door to your house mm-hmm. you're living in a giant like freaking mansion yeah the biggest house you've in the whole back, goddamn town yeah got a back door use your back door yeah the fire's only in the front the Baxters deserve to die. Is they what I'm blew, saying. Yeah, it's not like they, they blew were, up even the front, whole front of the house. Yeah, they had time they to were like dumb Americanos. Yeah, like the Baxters had no character to them. You saw the I, sheriff like twice. I guess maybe they were only stay entrenched as long as they could because they were the gun running family. So they should but, have had like, tons of guns. They had more to shoot guns than logic. Then. I know exactly because you think they were the shot, ones with the Gatling gun. Like or something. maybe one guy shot at them. Yeah, and then got shot. It was like they pay the price fucking idiots it was, oh. so then they're like uh, look for the bodies and uh, the stranger had been like wait a second I want to watch this and yeah. watch this as the whole thing happened he's like let's get out of here I do like the fact that he makes the coffee maker go out drag him out like hide him in the <laughs> middle of, of literally in front of everyone so yeah. he could just like watch what happens like okay let's go yeah, yeah. so then uh, he's in a cave they're hiding him in a cave, and it's not clear how much time passed. Yeah, because it's just some, like, Enough. jump cuts to, like, yeah, he's healed kind of, up a bit well, more. yeah, a little bit, and he's shooting, but he's not quite right. He's shooting at this thing. and He's a RoboCop. If this was a real-world thing, that would be, like, one of the dumbest things. He's shooting at a plate mail that his bolts are undoubtedly ricocheting off And of. he's in a small cave. And he's in a small cave. Yeah. <laughs> This movie should have ended right and here because a ricochet bl- should have blown his head <laughs> off. Which is funny because actually I even noticed when... um. Uh, when they were killing the Baxters, even when people actually get shot, you still hear ricochet sounds just because they're just yeah. like dumping <laughs> in random gunshot sounds. But yeah, uh, uh, but you don't hear ricochet sounds yet when he's like shooting the uh, the suit of armor. Which yeah, for some reason there's a suit of armor, a bunch of like of it, other garbage in this case. Also going back a little bit, if the Baxters were that easy to kill, why didn't the Rojos do that? Ages I know because all they had to do was show like. All they had to do was light a they small fire. They just needed the incentive, fire. yeah. They just needed a, a little... one stick of dynamite and a couple barrels of booze. They probably yeah. didn't even have fire. They just needed like one of those old one of those like. Coffee cans filled with smoke. They had to wait until Mad Men finale night. That I was a very special. They just happened to luck out that way. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh, Maybe it was like bath night, so everyone was like getting ready to take a bath, and they're like, oh my God, go put my pants on. It so took him so long at the guy. He's a little beat up, and then you get a, Time progresses a little bit, and he's a little bit less beat up, and he's shooting straighter now, and uh, he's making. He's using the Who's metal. Who's bringing stuff out to him? Is it still he, the coffin he, maker? Well, yeah, he was making. He's making something out of metal. He's filing it down and making it smoother. And the coffin maker just comes in and is like, uh, "The um, hey Joe," because he calls him Joe. What do you know? And uh, uh, he's like, "Hey, the innkeeper got caught trying to bring you food, so uh, they've got him strung up in town." Uh, he's not going to talk, but you know, you might want to know about you this. Might though. Yeah, you're kind of responsible for the situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just some random dude. Uh, we could probably, you know, let you die. I do like the fact that the, the, the coffin maker doesn't give a fuck enough to be, like, scared of the Rojos. Well, he seems like no one even seems to pay attention to him. Yeah, pretty and much. And so, like, he's able to... He's the one character in the whole movie kind of move around without anyone, like, without impunity. So they're anything. beating up the innkeeper to try to get information out of him. Yeah. And, and Eastwood shows up, and... Uh, the brother that had shot the armor who always aims for the heart. It's lucky he shot him because... 
Yeah, this kind of works out. He shoots out. him, and he's kind of taunting him, and he's like, "You, if you always aim for the man's heart, it'll knock him down." And he's and he he shoots him again, and he kind of stumbles and falls over, and they're all like, <laughs> "Yeah," and he gets up, and they're like, "Huh," and that keeps happening over and over again until he's out of bullets, and he throws his poncho to the side, and you see. He's Marty McFly. Uh, so let's say I've shield. never seen this scene before, but yeah, <laughs> you see his Marty McFly. Uh, Great freaking flick! Yeah, that's yeah. all I have to say about it. Yeah, <laughs> his um makeshift bulletproof vest, and he drops it. It's like, no, you probably should have kept. Does that he on. say where he gets the metal? Because it's obvious that like yeah, these guys were able to shoot through like like metal suits, but like for some reason this mind, is and that's what he was shooting at to like. Maybe crack... it's a chunk of iron rather than like the thin steel that like yeah, the iron that the metal suits were made out of. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, he takes that off, and you get some eyes squinting. Why would you ever take that off? Why would you even show that off? When he throws his poncho off, it's hanging down really low, so it he totally would have oh, been shot in the heart. The only thing keeping it up was the fact that it like was like like he had the poncho <laughs> over it. Yeah, because yeah. he always yeah, it's it's yeah, it's movie logic. Yeah, yeah so uh, they they don't want to have this extra time of him having to say, hold on just a second, I gotta like untie this rope around my like. Hold on, guys, it's gonna <laughs> yeah. take a while for me to like lift. Well, or I have to take that, my no, hat I'm off saying, to like lift like, it up. It was hanging down well, know, down know. below his titties, so it, he would have been shot in the heart. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he takes it off for some stupid reason, and then everybody squints and sweats. For a couple of minutes, because now we got an honest gunfight. Yeah, and then he shoots everybody. Well, assuming he he did that because he knew he couldn't take on the guy with a rifle. Well, that's even what the guy earlier in the movie says: the guy with a pistol versus guy with a rifle. The guy with a rifle is always going to win because yeah. he's got the range. So I guess this is his way of forcing the guy with a rifle to like use up all of his good yeah. ammo. And so, so then, yeah, now he's got an actual pistol. Yeah, then he pew 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 kills everybody on. but uh, Romero or whatever his name is. Um, well, the one guy, the one brother, does die over like the well, and like standing up. Uh, and but they do leave the one brother in the fucking. Yeah. Uh, so Eastwood throws a gun on the ground and is like, "Hey, you think you can reload faster than me?" And they they both. Go, oh yeah, I do like this little thing. Yeah. Yeah, they both go for their guns. He gets his bullet in. The other guy gets his bullet in. They shoot at each other. Eastwood's kind of lucky he missed because yeah. he misses. And then we get uh, him vomiting up his tomato soup lunch. <laughs> Actually, that, that's not accurate because this this is seventies blood. It's way too red for tomato soup. It's uh, it's, it's it's red vibrant. poster paints. Is it really? I mean, that's what it looks like. I know three oh, okay. M, which does make poster paint, was did make fake blood for the movies at mm. that time. In the the Romero Dawn of the Dead movies, like they always well, use the that same, same kind yeah, of con- it's like same, it's bright, like bright it's contrast. like melted crayons yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah, it's not thin, translucent no. blood like blood is. It's always like melty, goopy. Yeah, yeah, it's like gack yeah. practically from Double. So, so then he dies. Uh, oh, and Eastwood had shot down. He wasted a bullet on shooting down. The one guy. Yeah. The tavern owner, yeah. Yeah, the tavern owner. Uh, and then there's a shotgun coming out of a curtain. And then the tavern owner shoots up there, and the other brother falls out, and it, his his head is just covered in, in melty crayon. Yeah. Presumably the tavern uh, owner got him right in like, the, I the brains. Well, yeah. on the t- very tippity top of the head. Or something, yeah. But it's like, why did you... Okay, you were hanging out up there the entire time. You could have killed Eastwood at any point. You had talked about shooting him in the back prior to this in yeah the movie. why wait until everybody else is dead before the interior shooting movie logic in these movies do get better with the the, the next two ones but yeah this one's a little loosey-goosey about that kind of stuff yeah 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 so uh he dead uh it's just then the town is nothing but the tavern owner the the grave digger and the bell ringer yeah and technically the town, town is saved but it's three guys yeah, it's just yeah. three dudes now everybody else is dead you could fit the <laughs> entire population in a bathtub eastwood puts his thumbs under his suspenders and says well <clears throat> my job here is done uh, and rides off into the sunset and it's the end uh, harry dean stanton will be so proud <laughs> which i do we get into trivia now sure because that's the end of the movie in the uh, when this was uh, ported over to TV, ported over like it's a video <laughs> game. Oh uh, no! When this first aired on ABC, ABC filmed a special prologue, a little four minute opening to the movie where the man, uh, the man with no name, is he's in like some kind of like uh, U.S. cavalry jail, and he gets hauled out of the jail, and a cavalry officer, uh, unnamed, played by Harry Dean Stanton, says, "Hey." We got this town in Mexico named San Miguel. It's run by two bad t- uh, families. We need to go to get... We'll give you a party if you go down there and kill all those people and clean up that situation so, for us. 
And it's great because they obviously couldn't get like yeah, because this, yeah, this is a couple years later. Eastwood's a famous movie star, so they couldn't re, like film a new scene. Oh so it's well, they actually take advantage of the fact that his costume kind of like if you film him yeah. everywhere from straight forward, you kind of like get another guy in there. So you just see like the hat and the, the poncho and everything like that. And but there is one shot where like Harry Dean Stanton wants to get like an affirmative from Clint Eastwood, and then, then they could just cut to a very close up shot of Clint Eastwood's eyes. That it's all oh like filmed God. outside; doesn't match. This sounds like something. And also, this extra scene is filmed in like on video. It's obviously nice. like like not directed by the same people. It doesn't look like anything wow. like the rest of the film. It's on YouTube. You can look it up. But it's uh, if there's no reason. So, it's weird so, they need so rather, like they needed context for the so rest. So rather of the film. than him just be a badass who strolled in and wanted to like he's there on the fuck government up orders. He, he, yeah. Oh, and wow. they do go. He's like, oh yeah, there might be a chance that like the cavalry might come uh, through town with a gold shipment. Don't disturb them. Otherwise, that'll uh, that'll negate our agreement. Because, like, like obviously, whoever wrote this was thinking, like, okay, well, if he's working for the government, why doesn't say anything to the government when they come through? Ta-? Like, it's it's just a weird, like, justification for the scene. That Is it has just because no... they needed to fill some minutes? That's totally possible, too, because it goes on it goes on for a little while. There's a lot of padding of, like, half of it is just these guards taking Eastwood out of his jail. Fake Eastwood. Like, fucking janitor dressed like Eastwood out of his jail cell, filmed from behind as he's walking through these halls of this, like, fucking, like, a cavalry mission building. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's it's super stupid. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Harry Dean Stanton, though. It's like baby Harry Dean Stanton. So, it, I don't know if I would have liked... I mean, this movie was fine. Yeah. It was fine. It's okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not. If I seem, doesn't quite if get I as seem, bizonkers as the other ones. If though. I seem negative on certain points of it, it's because it's just silly it's stuff. It's like also you've, you've seen Yojimbo. Though. I've seen Yojimbo, and Yojimbo is far superior to this. Yojimbo, see, now I want to go see it again. Yojimbo is one of my favorite like movies, and mm-hmm. and it's I Clint Eastwood's pretty badass in this, but it's hard to be more of a badass than Mufuni. Mufuni mm-hmm, yeah. is fucking awesome. He's, he's and even every now and then Eastwood even kind of rubs his beard, but. Mufuni walking around with his hands always in his in his. Uh, had such a great swagger. And rubbing his beard, being like. Eh. Have you seen the Seven Samurai? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because his character is like he's essentially the same kind of guy, yeah. just like walking around, always kind of like yeah, just yeah. kind of like almost kind of like bow-legged walk, just kind of like yeah, yeah. what's going so, on? Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of the stuff that they just did better in Mufuni's stuff, which came like what thirty years before this, twenty years, like maybe that three. Made? Really? I could swear to you, Yojimbo is like maybe like 1959. This was like 1964. Wow, I, I would have Let thought me double they were check. further apart. When I was well, looking up twi- the trivia yeah, for this, because you think you you think uh, uh, Yojimbo just feels older, older, I guess, because it's black, well, black and, and white. That's and, what I was about to say. Yeah, and it's samurais. So yeah, yeah I, you because yeah, 1961. So there's only three years really? difference. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I would, hmm. that's really interesting. That's actually not in color, and and they were brazen enough. <laughs> actually, takes place in 1860, which is actually the same right 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 on the same team. This movie would actually they, take place. They were too, brazen yeah. enough to steal this movie from Toho that soon after it was put out. Yeah, they can't Holy even. Fuck. That's what I'm saying. That's so impressive. yeah. So um. Uh, I did see... Kurosawa did sue, received $100,000 damages and 15% of the uh, profits. Was that before or after the other parts of this trilogy where they ripped off? Uh, I, did, I couldn't movies. get verification for that. What I'm assuming is that they probably made the sequels to like make up for like mm. probably pay off Kurosawa. With, like the help like, yeah. oh God, we can't just sit on this. We actually, have, we need to make more money. Let's make some sequels. Yeah. And uh, which was an interesting thing because like, well, it's not like... They, the, I mean, the character of the man with no main name was created by Leone, but the story, it's uh, kind of like an it's... interesting legal tangle there, because if it's like a movie is essentially a remake of someone else's movie and, they get, and actually successfully sued them, it's interesting that they were able to can still continue making more movies based off the yeah. same main character. But again, it's not like if the character's name was well, Ojimbo, that would be more of an issue, but I guess. Isn't one of the about... others based off of Sanjiro? Which one's Sanjiro? <sighs> Other stuff happens. <laughs> I've seen it. I like it, but I Let's for see. some reason I'm having a brain fart on what happens in Sanjuro. Sanjuro. Um, but it's basically Mafuna being a badass again. Uh, there's like uh, wine and rice factories involved in it. I can't remember because exactly well, um, it's been a while since I've seen that one. The second of these movies is uh, Eastwood hired to take out an evil bandit, but then he's also working against another. Uh, bounty hunter played by Lee Van Cleef, mm-hmm. and Lee Van Cleef is going after that guy because he killed his 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 sister, mm. 
and the third one is all like crazy search for gold and around the the, the Civil okay. War. So maybe yeah. it's not next. Not, okay. Could have been another Leone movie because he did do a couple more spaghetti westerns, but he, of course the big was he directed these. And... Yeah, but uh, like some of the stuff that that. It's just such a straight rip um, from Yojimbo down this, to the scene. This film was made when Sergio Leone, who had just started his film career working on a few historical Italian epics starring Steve Reeves, of all people. Huh. Uh, uh, he had just started working on these historical efforts just when Italian moviegoers' appetite for historical epics was dying, uh, which forced uh, Leone to try to like uh, make a movie in a different genre. He grew up really liking westerns, but thought like all the westerns he had seen up in that, that time were like... Not very realistic, okay. so we wanted to make a western that was like, yeah, yeah. So you had like dirty, sweaty, nasty cowboys. Who I was want... wondering what the obsession with like westerns was for spaghetti westerns. Yeah, see, so he, he just liked the outlaw nature, but he never thought like they really showed westerns as how it would be if you had a bunch of like essentially they were criminals more, yeah, with they access were, to guns. They were more, out in the middle of nowhere. They were more Doc Browns. Take yeah, on, exactly. On yeah, than Marty, and so that was the whole impetus for this movie. And I guess he was like, "Well, I have an idea for what like that kind of movie. I don't I, I, the kind of movie I want to make, but I don't have a story." So he must be like, "Oh yeah, Jimbo, that Jimbo was pretty good. Let's just do that, except with guns." Yeah. So, yeah. and uh, Steve Reeves, who starred in the, a couple of those historical epics that uh, Leone was involved with, uh, turned down the role of the man with no name, as did James Coburn. Hmm. Um, man, did you ever see Maverick? That's a cute movie. James <laughs> Coburn's is what I'm saying. Um, and a whole bunch of other actors from American Western films and TV shows turned down the role, too. Uh, Eastwood got the part when one of those randos uh, had recommended Eastwood to Sergio Leone. Uh, this other guy, I forget his name, but he was also just a... He worked on Rawhide, the TV show, mm. which Clint Eastwood had, had a small reoccurring role on. Oh, okay. And Eastwood, uh, yeah, he was the, pretty much the first guy to say uh, yes and so he got the <laughs> role. Yeah, so that's what it boils down to. Out. There was no special... All the other guys were probably like, dude, that's just show you Jimbo. Yeah. They're going to get their asses sued. <laughs> We're not going to get involved in this. And I didn't realize this until reading the, the trivia for this. These films, uh, Sergio Leone never spoke English. So there was like a massage guy who acted as the translator between well, isn't Eastwood that how, and Leone. Isn't that how a lot of Italian films are? They just... The people in the movie speak whatever native language they speak. That's the other thing. So these over. movies are all filmed silently, and everything's just dubbed in later, depending on what territory you're going to show the movie in. Yeah. So you like you have the Italian dub, and you have the, the which is funny because they think this is actually probably filmed being filmed mostly in Italian, but it's still filmed silent anyway. Well, they you know you're just going to go Spain, replace all the voices. They? So that, that, prob- that's what there's probably is, yeah. a lot of Spanish. Yeah, so it's Italian production filmed in Spain, starring an American. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, but yeah, with it's, a bunch all of Italian stuff. brown face Mexicans. <laughs> And that doesn't get any better with all the movies, too. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's kind of, aside from, yeah, the, yes, uh, uh, Kurosawa was suing uh, Leone for uh, all that money. That's pretty much what happened. That was it. Yeah, it wasn't. There's I mean, a ton of trivia it's, for it's, this movie. It's like, I can't, it's fine. It's a fine movie, but it's also based off one of the greatest movies ever made. See, so now it's I'm like, go back and see. Man, I, should, I should just do New Jimbo next episode. Yeah, but you've seen it, so yeah. I well, that's right. I, I just don't remember much about it. Um, Maybe we'll do like a special supplemental episode someday where yeah. we we revisit stuff and just stuff do a short that we kind of have a vague memory of. <laughs> that episode will be. You're right. That was fistful of dollars. <laughs> that was the do you have, end. <laughs> do you have any uh, interest in seeing the other two movies in the trilogy? Then maybe. Yeah. If they're, I mean, if they're not based off like other movies, no. I have that's seen, and the funny so. thing is when they're not just ripping off someone else's story. Like the story, actually, this I think the stories get better. I think is there, did Leon do Good, Bad, and the Ugly mm-hmm. as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fistful of dollars, few dollars more, and Good, Bad, and the oh, Ugly. Okay. Everyone claims that uh, the Good and the Bad, uh, Good and Bad, and the Ugly probably is the best. Yeah. But I have seen the Good, Bad, and the Weird. That's the Korean version. That they oh, made a that's right. They came out just a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. That was pretty good. Is that a flat out remake? I can't remember. It, nah, I mean it was it was fun. It was yeah, yeah it was a flat out remake because there's like giant train chases and shit and yeah okay yeah like slums. Oh man, they like, blew up like there's I like blew up more barrels. Really. Yeah, there's giant a lot of barrels. There's a lot of TNT and exploding bridges and stuff and and, and yeah yeah and that that giant barrel filled with dry ice was that probably was the, the highlight best. of the movie. Because <laughs> that's like a cartoon mm-hmm. they also did just take out such a somebody big guy should make too. an animated gif of that happening and then sh- cut to the like donkey kong at the top <laughs> of the ramp just jumping up yeah and like down. dancing a little yeah. with his little plus teeth like yeah dancing yeah yeah i just played that yesterday no yeah so yeah that was that was fistful of dollars like 
for all the people who consider considered me angry and <laughs> full I, of hate. I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. Oh, but okay. Like I said, it's based off one of the greatest movies, so it's hard to. I mean, it's the it fact that you don't like this movie, but you just like the original no, version not, that much more. Like, yeah, you're not I, hating on this. No, you're just I, saying that I you didn't like this say other I thing didn't better. like it. I like yeah. it fine. You're someone saying like I don't think you can have peanut butter chocolate, and you're like, you know what? I like strawberry better. I'm not saying these are bad, but I like I like yeah. this thing over here better. I I can see like really really liking this movie if you hadn't seen Yojimbo first. Yeah, but I it's saw been so Yojimbo long for first. me, so like I totally forgot. Like, yeah, yeah. all I know is well, like, you like said you almost fell asleep during this. Again, yeah, just like they had a lot of political machinations. There was a lot of a bit and a lot of horse riding in the yeah, middle of the movie. There. Yeah, a lot of little padding in the, and this movie's only like ninety minutes long too. It's yeah, not like super it's like long. Ninety nine minutes, I think, yeah. something like that. It's not like the, Yeah, it was fine. Oh God, so but, so do you know? Do you know what you're doing next time? Or are you going to have to add that in post? <laughs> Fifth element. Fifth element. Okay, yes, I've seen bits and pieces. Okay, not enough. Like I know there's Gary Oldman. Uh-huh. I know is the fifth element love. Because I've heard people joke about that. I don't know if that's a meme. Out. You've seen it, right? Yes. Okay. You're going to have to find out what the fifth element is. I know there's Lilu Multipass. There is Lilu Multipass. Yeah, and that's all I really know about it. Yeah, so right. something. Well, that'll okay. be interesting because it'll be curious to see if it holds up because it was very... It's it's a futuristic movie, but it's very of its time. Yeah, it's very like what I remember it's, being it's very like, late nineties. It's not like hackers. Oh, 90s. I know this bit of trivia. Huh. Whatever monster guys, troopers are in that movie, they use the underlying mechanical parts to uh, for the Trade Federation guys in uh, Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. Oh, well, there you go. Because there, because yeah. there's a whole. So there's a little there, so. a preview. Of little preview. The garbage bill will spew. Man, I on the next I episode. really secretly hope I like. Uh, the fifth element because so many people love that movie and the bits i saw that's the reason why i never watched the whole thing because i saw like you know, I've, like on hbo yeah. i saw five minutes i'm like what the fuck is this bullshit <laughs> but that was like 15 years ago so yeah we'll see we'll see it'll be it'll be an interesting conversation i have no idea what sure. the plot is i know they're singing there's sexy sexy it's fucking weird guys. it's yeah. fucking weird we'll see we'll find out we'll the find hard out, way yeah. yeah next time next on. time on to the party and we'll see you guys soon yeah ow ow now get out of here, you damn filthy animals. Yeah. Wrong franchise. Well, kind of, yeah. I was just... Oh, that's Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah. I was just using his voice to tell people to get out of here. I guess it's good you cleared that up so I don't look like an asshole. But... I thought you were doing a, a Dan Dirty Apes thing. No, I wasn't. I was just saying get out Have of here. Have you seen all the Planet of the Apes movies? No, I haven't seen a single one. Oh. Except for the Tim Burton one, unfortunately. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay, that's topic for another day. Yeah. Okay, guys. Goodbye. Okay. Na-na-na.